0: Hey, what's going on? It is episode 265 of the Hey My Man podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. I don't consider myself a miserable person. Now, people (laughs) consider me a miserable person. That's fine. I consider myself a difficult person when I think about it. But I, and sometimes I wonder, am I going out of my way to be difficult? Is it just who I am? Is it my way of pushing people away? Is it my way of testing people? But all that is very narcissistic. I could just be easygoing, right? But I choose not to. Like, I make a choice in my head when somebody says, what do you think, should we go to the pumpkin patch? Immediately, the idea of going to the pumpkin patch, I really am ambivalent, right? It's a pumpkin patch. I just, I think when it comes down to it, I don't like to be bothered. Uh, When someone else suggests something, I immediately turn my nose up to it. It doesn't matter if it's something I enjoy doing. Um, When you say bothered, you mean just swayed from... Your original plan? I don't have any original plan. Like, I guess left to my own devices, I I guess I. Let me just say this. If you started me out and I was sitting on the couch, I had no plans, I was a clean slate, um, I would be anxious to not be doing that. However, when somebody else brings up anything, I'm like, meh, I'd rather just sit on the couch and do nothing. And it's not really, I don't know, maybe it is despite them. Maybe I need to sit down and talk to somebody beside you. No, I don't I, know. No, I, I'm enough. But. Every year, well, since we've moved into this house at least, it's we, we've we never been, and when I say we, I mean me and the woman I'm married to, have never been invited to or part of a, a Halloween like costume party. I've never been invited to one ever in my life. Up until the last couple years when we okay. moved, in, moved okay. into this neighborhood and uh, we have some neighbors that are, they like that kind of thing. And in order to you know, they're friends with us, so yeah, you know, we're going to do it. Last year, I went as Slash uh, from Guns N' Roses, and my wife went as Axel. And I believe and, you
1: returned the, the pint of, no, the fifth of Jack Daniels. Yes, drink. I did.
0: Uh, <laughs> you returned it. You didn't drink it. You just had it no, as a prop. No, I only. carried it around as a prop and then returned it. I never I never broke the seal. You could have gave it to me. I never broke the seal. No, it was too much money. Right. I'll just give that to people. But anyway... Um, so then as this year is approaching about a month and a half ago, the same neighbor who threw the Halloween party last year was saying, Hey, we're gonna do another Halloween party, and immediately I'm annoyed. Not at her, but at the idea that I have to spend money on something I'm gonna wear one time. And um, then there's this other party. That is when that it, is
1: kind of a kicker of doing it once. When like you're a adult. I got this great costume. It's like yeah. well, it'd be great. If you wore it every year, it'd be cool.
0: When you're a kid, you you wear the you know, remember you had the they used to make like the the thin plastic face with the elastic band that goes around the back, and then it had like a, a weird vinyl front of an outfit. Yeah, uh, you can't do that as an adult. I mean, yeah. you could, but you'd look very odd. Dude, I, um, I've, I've, I've my
1: daughter's on her third costume this year. She has not gone to one party yet. She's just she was dying for something in September, and I bent and broke, and I said, okay, fine. And then early October, she's like, no, I changed my mind, and I was like, ah, dang it. And the other week, I was like, "Okay, let's go get that
0: third one." So when I say I'm annoyed, uh, what I mean there's all these other things that happen in my brain. A, I have to spend money on a costume or an outfit that I'm never going to wear, uh, a wig or some, uh, you know, a hat, and it could be twenty five dollars, but it's just it's again, it's just something that I feel is a waste of time, and so I, I don't even try to fight it anymore and tell you know tell my neighbor like, well, I'm just I'm just not going to wear a costume. I know she wants me well, to wear me a costume. Let me ask you this:
1: What makes it a waste of time? To do what? To go get a costume. I mean, it's, technically, it's not a waste of time. No, no, no. I'm in a
0: waste of money. A waste of money. A waste of money. Because you could just go on Amazon. It's not a waste of time. Okay. I, so last year, I told you, I I hated being that guy that was always going to be like, well, I'm gonna, I'll come to the party, but I'm not wearing a costume. Well, then you're not welcome to the party because I, I had know. a tracksuit party and I told everybody, you, if you come to the party, you have to wear a tracksuit. And there were people who showed up without a tracksuit. And yeah. I was very upset. I was like, dude, you couldn't wear a tracksuit? Tracksuits are cool. They didn't think tracksuits were cool. They didn't want to. A tracksuit's a bigger investment, right? Because you're yeah. a, a tracksuit's going to be, I don't know, 40 bucks at the I least. Think, I
1: think um, I've had to buy one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And the person you're talking about, his wife wore
0: one. So I don't know why he couldn't get fall in. So I don't know. the whole point is um, I have this thing in my head where I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm already that guy that people go, hey, I'm going to bring this new person into the fold. Is it cool if you could like take it from a 10 and move it down? And I'm always like, I'm not that guy either. I'm respectful enough to not attack somebody. I just won't say anything. I just lay back and try to field new people out. But I guess history has shown that people probably need to tell me that are comfortable with me like, hey. Don't you know? Don't be so opinionated in front of this guy. It's a turn off. Okay. You know? So um, you're saying
1: you are going to dial back, perhaps?
0: Well, I made this decision because enough people told me, "Hey, <laughs> you, I'm that guy that people have to go like, Hey, these yeah. other people that you've never met before are going to be around." I don't, I don't like yeah. being that guy. That's, I don't, I, I don't want to be that guy. That's one way to find out. So, especially and again, after I threw a, a party that was themed and people didn't come in costume, I was like, Really? I mean, you could. I, why is it that big of a deal? So. I got past that, but it still annoys me. So then I get in this idea where uh, just like guitar playing, just like a podcast, everything I do, if it's not perfect in my mind, when I played in the band, if we played a cover song, I think I told you before, the, the singer of the band was like, he'd be like, oh, let's play a, a Rolling Stones song. And we would start practicing and he'd be like, it's close enough, man. We're a punk band. And I'm like, yeah, but you, you don't know all the lyrics. You can't say <laughs> I was born in a crossfire hurricane four times in a row. There's more to that. I've yeah, um, done that. And he would say, it's rock and roll, man. It's rock and roll. Like people are out there dancing. It's a punk show. We're going to make it a little more punk. And I'm like, yeah, yeah but why? Let's, let's take the extra time. And instead of unveiling it this Saturday, when we play at the same place next Saturday... And we have more another week yeah. to prepare for it. Let's make it right. And I was always overruled because we would agree not to play it, and then we would be so hyped by being on the stage. The rest of the band would be like, "Let's keep playing. Let's play. Let's let's do Louis Louie. And I'm like, "We don't. We're not. <laughs> no." <let's."> and <laughs> yeah. then they just start playing it, and I have no other choice uh, unless I wanted to be one of the Oasis brothers and just throw my guitar on the ground and punch him right in the face, which yeah. I felt like doing. Yeah. But he also probably felt like punching me in the face because he looked over and he's like, "Can't you just? Can't you just play?" Let's make it happen. We'll get it better next week and people will know. So back to the Halloween party, I think to myself, is there a way to sidestep this whole thing by putting together clothing I already have? And, you know, I have the top hat from last year from Slash. I have a Mm. Slash wig. So maybe we can do something. I don't want to wear the same costume. But then you also have to enter in, especially if you're in a relationship or married, your wife, husband, or whatever is going to say, well, I want to have a a communal costume. Yeah, a couples costume. A couples costume. So, we st- and this is the the extra cherry on top. Now my, you neighbor, have to make my neighbor it- said, "Not only are we doing a costume party, it's 80s themed." And I thought, "Well, sweet, I could be Slash again, but I already did that." Yeah. And because I told you I have I don't want to do shit haphazardly, I start looking up because I, and my wife also won't let me shave my beard because she says I have too much face, like mashed potatoes with eyes. Oh, <laughs> so every time I, it's a huge fight. There's times where I decide, you know what, I'm tired of having a beard. Yep. I shave it and uh, I want to get some new fresh hair. And immediately it becomes a fight. Not, hey, I wish you wouldn't shave your beard. Like, really, dude? Yeah, really? that is, that
1: is tough. And, if, I've never been, it's never been suggested that I shave this. I, mean, I have a short beard, but.
0: You know as well as I do that would not work out if it went the other way. If, you're, if your wife shaved her beard and you were like,
1: nah. Insert bangs, yeah. insert the bang theory. She would be pissed, but. Be like, hey, I want you to grow them out.
0: So nah. I, I tell, we're going through stuff and my, my uh, the lady I live with comes up with a bunch of ideas about what, uh, what we might be. And I'm like, no, stupid. I'm not going to do that. That's embarrassing. <laughs> not happening. Yeah. Ninety percent of it is because those people she suggested don't have beards, and she's like, Psh, you could still be them. They get the point. Like you oh, wear a Fred, the yeah. Fred Flintstone uh, schmata, sh- you know that he wears, and it's the same color as people get it. You're Fred Flintstone. I go, yeah, I, I don't, mm. I don't do unauthentic. So I, I, I need studio quality or bust. It's like when my daughter was dressing up as Moana. It's
1: like, yeah, you look cute, but. Moana, yay. There's a lot more to choose from. Let's, okay. uh, yeah,
0: let's go with the other 99% of the princesses that you look like. <laughs> so um, I settled on Spangoolie. And I told my wife, I was like, because of nature and God being kind, you could be Elvira. It works out. And I have the top hat. Is he bearded? He's not bearded. So that's where I was like, but I'm going to shave my beard because I don't want to be inauthentic. A uh, makeup? Um, I did do the makeup, obviously. Hey, I mean, they so they like, cover your beard a bit. It's... If you, so I, what I did was I darkened in the areas of my beard that would be just a mustache and a beard. There you go, uh, like the little yeah, beard. Yeah, yeah. And um, I wasn't happy with it. He also wears a suit jacket and a dress shirt underneath it, and I didn't do that. Cause That's we were going to be standing of, outside, yeah. but I, I just didn't feel great about oh, it. Oh, is it a socially distant Halloween party? No, no, no. But it was out, they had a bonfire and stuff. So it was out on their patio and it was, it was nice enough to, to where we could be outside with okay. their fire going. Um, But I also thought, you know, this is a pretty recognizable costume and this is extremely annoying when you try to be hipsterish or you try to be like. Hey, I'm going to go to the party, and I don't want to be something someone else might already be because everyone's keeping it close to the vest. I'm not telling you what I'm going to be. You know, all the neighbors are like, "Hey, I can't tell you. I'm not going to say." Yeah. So there's everybody's going to immediately gravitate toward the same costumes, because the popular ones. You go on a website and you type it in, and it says, "Here's the top ten costumes that people usually just take couples from that. costumes." Yeah. So, uh, of course, I didn't shave my beard, and I, I did what I said. I blackened in those parts. I told my wife, the la- the only other picks that I could find that were 80s related, and you guys could tell me if I'm wrong, I'm sure you will, uh, Timothy Busfield from 30-something, he had a beard, um, Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top, or uh, Bo Brady from Days of Our Lives. I don't know anybody else in the 80s that had mm. a beard. Who had a beard? Bo Brady, Days of Our Oh, Bo and Hope, of Bo and Hope. Uh, okay. Oh, Who I, Actually, I do know who that is. We're both handsome. We both have beards. It could have. It could have. I could have done that one. I have a, it, also have a full head of
1: hair. I don't know why uh, Elise and uh, Mister Keaton didn't come to your mind. So could have been the Keatons. That's
0: that's not a. Ba- that's not a bad. Idea. A I would have grayed one. up my beard for that. He's so tall, though. I also feel like but uh, it's you but my wife is also <laughs> isn't he I don't know I'm is guessing. also better set to be Elvira let's be honest well she's got the dark hair already yeah for sure
1: <laughs> exactly. I don't know how her tan if she's very tan but no, uh, she's not okay. uh, well, so
0: works. so anyway uh, we went there and immediately someone's like sweet Alice Cooper and I'm like okay great mm. uh, Alice and mrs Alice Cooper it, and and the best part was um, this person was under 30 years old and probably had no idea who Sven Gulli was. I don't know how he knew who Alice Cooper was, but I'm like, Alice Cooper's not short and fat. He watched Wayne's World. And he's thinking, yeah, I mean, clearly he's not short and fat, but that doesn't mean it's Halloween, bro. You could still be Alice Cooper. Where I, I felt he that I could. Still,
1: not. Alice Cooper's got a zombie And when I say fat,
0: I'm, I'm being a little harsh on myself. Just robust. Yeah. Barrel chested,
1: I yeah. think
2: yeah. we refer to Danny it as. Danny DeVito ish.
1: I do not. know. I wouldn't even do that. But <laughs> so you guys did. So we settling.
0: were Sven and Elvira, dude. I have. And a, there is a picture on the Hey My Man podcast Instagram page. I'll put it up on the Facebook. Page. Yeah, yeah. I thought it looked good. I thought you guys looked
1: good. I got invited yesterday to a Halloween, like a family Halloween thing, and it's Saturday, which is probably when this comes out or something. And I have two days, and I was like, yeah, I think I'd like to go to this party, but everyone else has got. We don't. I I will probably be like zombie dad. I have a hat and a wig. I'll just tear a shirt and put makeup on, right? And I'll be like, eh, I'll make noises. And I'll like, what are you? And I'll be like, ah, just like, you know, like some dead, like stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like a guy who doesn't, you know, like look good. Which, th- th- that, wear the tracksuit. Just wear the tracksuit? Yeah. And then be, I don't, I don't even know. know if I still have it. What? Be
0: 80s guy? Wait, wait, hold up a second. What would you have done with your I tracksuit? Well,
1: I think I just bought one for the party, and I don't think it fit really. You great. returned it, didn't you? No, I did not return it. Oh, I would, right. I would. No, that'd be great. Uh, I, I, I have no. I don't think I do. I don't think I, I have sweatpants for that. No. So, no, I don't know. Well, then you could go as your father-in-law. <laughs> I need red sweatpants and a shirt and a, and a hat that says Hester. Granted,
0: I've seen him only one time and he was wearing sweatpants. And I that was, what, four years or five years ago? I've not been able to get over it. He's still wearing... He, and this know, was before people started wearing sweatpants again. He's in his
1: 60s, dude. And, like, once you go sweatpants...
0: I think you're right on that.
1: Like, what are you going to... How can you wear a tape measure, though? Are you going to go back? Uh, Suspenders and a tool belt. Oh, with
0: sweatpants? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How... <laughs> Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's done. So when you wear a tool belt or a belt, you lace it through your belt loops and the suspenders hold everything in place. What's the point of wearing the suspenders and the tool belt? Doesn't your tool belt ride up like pants would?
1: I, um, I actually wear suspenders with my tool belt as well. And my brother laughed at me cause he said it's an old guy move. I didn't know that cause I learned it from an old guy. So I just did what he did. <laughs> Uh, he's got rainbow suspenders, which I do not have. Oh, I have regular. Robin yeah. Williams. I, dude, 100% Mork. So, uh, but I don't put the tool belt through anything. No. It just hangs because of the suspenders. You don't have to click it onto anything. So it just hangs at your waist.
0: And it's no, fine. I get that. But I'm saying like, and I wouldn't, the tool belt's too thick to go through your pants yeah, anyway. So but what do you mean? I guess I would have clipped the suspenders to my real belt and then put a tool belt over it. You know what I mean? The tool belt uh, is so the suspenders are to keep my pants up. Does he wear suspenders to keep his sweatpants up? No, he wears suspenders just for the tool belt. Well, only. Doesn't does he have no this, ass and no hips? Because oh, otherwise, got an ass, baby. Well, he's what got I'm a, saying is, it, a kind of shouldn't, shouldn't the tool belt ride on your hips and not fall down anyway if you tighten it? What's the point of this? I don't know, dude. Like, if is you, it load bearing? If you wear sweatpants
1: and a tool belt, I think that's tough to do
0: without the suspenders. All right, well, free stickers to the first five people who take pictures of themselves wearing <laughs> sweatpants and a tool belt to show me exactly how this goes down.
1: Absolutely. And I
0: need you to get a sneak picture next time or have them pose I'm sure I have them. one. I,
1: I would guarantee I have them because I haven't seen them. I've done many projects, and we haven't worn jeans in a while. I say we. I'm like, if you go sweatpants? And I'm like, yeah, dude, me too. So anyways.
0: I had an interesting uh, work-related experience, not at my work, but just in in – talking amongst other professionals and uh, a guy that I work among uh, or was working among uses so much profanity. It's startling. Now I told you before we started podcasting, I'm so off profanity. And then I, I think I I said the S word earlier, but, uh, but you're off. it 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 was, it was, it was specific to making a point. And the reason I used it earlier was so I could bring this up later and show you that uh, you don't have to be profanity laden. Now, I am also, I'm not Mother Teresa. Um, I I don't have a problem with profanity, but I have a problem with profanity. What, mm. what do you think about that? I think
1: to put a finer point on it, I think that you don't like profanity um, for the sa- for lack of a better word. I think you don't like profanity when describing something or communicating but I think you're a big fan of profanity only in its organic sense.
0: What about you? Don't worry about what I'm a fan. Oh. How do you... I'm not asking you to...
1: Um, I think that I really like it when I'm like... I'm good with it if we're like hanging out, having beers, being silly or whatever. I don't like it really in a professional sense, although it does slip out. Um, but I think that when you use a ton of profanity... Yes, it can be funny, but it also does bolster the idea that you're too stupid to come up with the the right words.
0: Do you feel more awkward when you let it slip out in a professional setting, or when you use it in front of your mother? I've never used it in front of my mother. So, if that had happened, which which
1: would you feel? It's funny you bring that up because, like, it's, as the listeners probably know,
0: and we've talked. And about you it for, are forty years old, and you're I'm saying 40. you've never used a I'm swear. Forty years. Have old. you used the word "damn" in front of your mother? Mm, possibly. Hell, yes. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't want to. But, go but, that's, it, but the, that's the ceiling. Okay.
1: That's the ceiling. Uh, it's funny because like we grew up real religious and it
0: wasn't. You just didn't do that. When I was a kid, I grew up not religious that much. I'm not not like you, but we still didn't do it. You didn't say. So my parents did it often, but we did not. Um,
1: you definitely didn't say like ah Jesus Christ. You didn't say that. It was real clean, right? And. As we got older, obviously, especially after my dad died and stuff, so there was a little bit of, like, the judicial branch of the, of the government was gone a little bit, you know? So we'd get together and have, like, family get-togethers, and it started to slip, and it was a slippery slope, man. Once my sister started saying, like, oh, that's a bunch of shit, like, next thing my brother started doing it, now it's, like, off to the races. Everybody talks about atheism and cusses and does all the stuff in front of my mom, and I feel like I'm the last vestige of hope I smoked for years. Like, I smoked cigarettes for a long time. Never smoked in front of her. Um, I will drink beer in front of her, but I try to keep it like, I'll literally like, keep it in the other room. I'll be like chill about it. And I don't cuss in front of her. I'm the last one. Well, uh, and yes, I, she's in her 60s and I'm 40. But I'm just like, I look at it as like, she doesn't like it. Just don't do it because she doesn't
0: like it. Like, have some respect. I don't know. This crazy, particular dude. situation, and uh, it's not the only time it's ever happened, but. This one, I don't know why it stuck out. It was just so egregious that I was like, "This guy swore so much, there was no swearing left for anyone to swear. He had sucked all the profanity out of the room. He used it all up. Yeah, and I was just like, I just don't need it anymore. It, you would have, you would have liked to throw in
1: a like, well, shit, I don't know. You would have liked that, but you can't now because he used it all.
0: Yeah, I've never been in that situation. I was like, wow, and and it, I. Everyone that was standing around this particular situation, I could see in their eyes that they felt the same way. And it's like, well, we're done here. I just don't know what else. And it just felt like, how can this person, if we all feel it, how can this person not feel it? You you have to be a different level of unaware.
1: Because if you're not matching his profanity, then he doesn't also hear it. And so he thinks it's cool because nobody said anything to him. Well, think
0: Somebody about- has to,
1: and also you do have to balance it out. Because what if you guys were talking, like you said, in a semi-professional setting, if you're both dropping nonstop F-bombs, then like any third party is like, what is what, what is going? It's like that scene in The Wire. Remember when they measured that crime scene with the, yes. with the tape and they only used profanity? That was an yes, the they only used
0: the F-word the entire time. We'll <laughs> yeah, say. yeah. Well, that's actually clever.
1: But yeah. No, it's the same with volume too. Like, dude, if you're... Like when I go to work, we have meetings at the beginning of the day. And if a couple of people are real loud and boisterous... I'm normally a very talkative uh, extroverted dude. I clam up because I'm like you're using a, you're using up all the volume in the room. There's just not enough room for it, right? Yeah. Uh you're using up all the uh if someone's overly hyper and excited, I tend to be like let's bring this baby down. I'm a fan
0: of balance. I am going to post that scene from The Wire specifically on uh, our social media because It is, I I don't want to say like a a literary tool, but it was specific. It was the perfect scene there. And this is, yes, it is the F word. And yes, they only use it. And they probably say it, I don't know, 50 times within this one scene. Two guys communicating just using the F word. But it's not (sighs) egregious. And I'll tell you why. Uh, Because body language, there's other things that are going on to sort of, um, to accent it. This... This guy was just saying, I've got a lot of swear words. And it was almost like he got paid by the word. (laughs) And I was just like, this is unnecessary. And it made me, you know, um, like when people are going to go on a diet and they go, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go on a diet, but I always have to start on a Monday, man. That's this, it's, that's the way it works. Mm -hmm. And then Sunday they go, I'm going to be a huge fat chaser. I'm going to eat everything in my sight. I'm going to get really fat. That way when I weigh myself on this scale on Monday before I poop, there's going to be an extra 10 pounds that I know I'm going to get rid of right away, and it'll make me feel better about losing weight. And if you say that's not the truth, you're a liar. That's me until, until Sunday. So... Uh, this is the same thing. It's almost like this guy was told like, hey, we're going to institute this swear jar come <laughs> come Monday. Yeah, you got to use them up. Uh, yeah, you've got to get them out. Get them
1: out. Do you find that other people match his level? No. Or do they also just go I've like... I've never
0: seen anything like this in my life. He used life.
1: up all the swears.
0: I've never seen anything like this in my life. There's a meme that I've seen where it's like Schwarzenegger or Stallone shooting a machine gun, and there's the the thumbs up things coming out of the end of the gun. You know what I mean? Like, you would send mm-hmm. to somebody else, like, I'm mm-hmm. really into it. Here's a bunch of them. That's what it was like. If I, in, I visualized this guy just mouth open and swear words flowing out of it with no other words in between <laughs> to set off his swear words. As my
1: kids would say, too much cuss. We'll be watching a movie sometimes. I don't think they understand that, like, cuss isn't a verb or whatever. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they'll go, like, I'll go, we can't watch that movie. It's not for you guys. You know, you guys are too young. And they'll go, oh, it's, if it, why? Is it too much cuss? We don't mind. That's all they say. This guy's just got too much cuss. Too yeah. much
0: cuss tomorrow. Well, either way, it was it was very very off putting. You got to uh, be
1: aware of other people in the room, man. You can't take up all the and that got to have some class,
0: that. you know. I'm not I'm not a I'm not a swearer uh, unless I get a drink in me or a cigar in my hand. Then you feel like Al Capone, so you might as well act like Al
1: Capone. Yeah, but I'm that way with comedy too. Like there's some of those some of the podcasts where they are funny and the guys are good, but it's like if you're um, if you're if you're if everything's in the toilet all the time, my tendency is to go like. I need to go uh, listen to somebody wholesome like Bill Cosby Mm -hmm. because of how wholesome he is. (laughs) Exactly. You know? So, yeah. I don't know. I've always liked balance, though. Do you you know who the
0: author uh, Bukowski is? Yes, I do know who the author Bukowski is. In fact, I saw saw you uh, dropping a deuce on Bukowski and people who enjoy Bukowski on Facebook. Mm, uh, I didn't didn't drop
1: a deuce on people who enjoy him.
0: That's the way I took it. So, I immediately came (laughs) to his defense... Yeah. So what's your problem?
1: Um my friend Julie gave me a book called Women. Yes. I basically I'd I'd finished up a couple of books and uh I was we were exchanging something at her house and she's like, "Here, here's an old book that I think this belongs to you. Take some other books." And I was like, "Good, I need something to read." She gave me a book called uh, Women. It's a 1978 novel written by Charles Bukowski. It's like a semi autobiographical character who he calls Henry Chinaski. Right, fine. Um, And I go, cool. I've always heard this guy's name. I feel like, kind of like, who's the Indiana author that's really famous that everybody
0: goes, you got to read? Gene Shepard.
1: The other one. (laughs) No, there
0: was another one. Um, Not the guy who wrote a Christmas story.
1: No, I'll I'll get to it later. But there's another one who, uh, anyways, anyways, okay. So I'd always thought, yeah, I got to read Bukowski. Because people, I see his name everywhere and people, I don't know, I feel like it's maybe Fight club Ask. It sounds like mm-hmm. something that would be like in, in my wheelhouse. Dude, I uh, I tried many times. I think I only made it maybe 80 pages into this book. Similar to the way, like I said my before, my mutant power is when I'm watching a show. Like when I'm watching Sons of Anarchy and somewhere in the sixth season, the guy comes back to the, from the dead the fifth time. Somebody gets shot in the face, but they're okay. Uh, somebody has a kid and that kid becomes a central plot character. I go, I'm out. You have to, you have to do a a assessment risk reward analysis and you have to go, is it worth your time to finish this? And I made it less than a hundred pages into Bukowski. And maybe I am, maybe I'm prudish, maybe I'm not evolved, but I was like, I'm out. The character was so loathsome and such a horrible person. And I get, I get the concept of the anti-hero, but I don't think that's what this was. I think this guy really was like, no, 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 I'm a piece of garbage and it's awesome and it rules and chicks still want to bang me all the time and I just get super drunk every day and I wake up and I vomit every single morning because I'm hungover, and I swish down more beer to get the taste out of my mouth. He was so horrible to people and such a bad dude that again, I understand the anti-hero thing, but I don't think that was the point of this. I think the point of it was to go. I don't know, maybe just like observation-wise, just, hey, look at how people could be. I don't really know the point of it. I'm sure if I put a finer point on it, I could think of something. But he was so, and the writing wasn't good. It wasn't like, oh, he's painting this wonderful picture, and you don't like the guy, but the writing's good. No, dude, it was like half of it was quotations where people were saying things. Uh, It was, I don't know. I was like, this doesn't feel like it's written well, and I hate the characters, I'm out. And even the people that you're supposed to like kind of like feel sorry for, they weren't good people either. No, dude, it was so bad. I just I I uh it was so bad that I haven't read since. I have other books that are sitting there waiting for me to read. I have Joseph Pete's book about Lost Hammond sitting in my bag at work all the time. I can't read anything, Bukowski broke me. I'm like, I don't want to read anything if, because I'm gonna remember I don't like that guy. Henry Chinaski.
0: Henry Chinaski. Well, let me ask you. So I I have to assume that this is the first Bukowski thing you've ever read that's none correct. of his poetry none of his I think he's probably more if not as if not more famous for poetry than as he is a novelist
1: okay yeah I believe so he's got a lot of quotes online which are not normally from novels they're like yeah poetry
0: so um it's the only one it's the first one uh of, of this series and there's there's several in this series that um well they're about of women's character well, Chynaski's yeah, Chinask- in several? Chinasky's a character that moves throughout several different books. Like, there's one called Post Office where he gets a job at the post office, which is again real it, life his experience. Right? About yeah, the post office. It's it's like semi, yeah, yeah, you know, biographical. Yeah, well, um, I don't
1: think this book either was like you said semi autobiographical.
0: Ham on Rye, uh, which, if I'm not mistaken, is the first one, and that was my first foray into uh, Bukowski, and I think. I, when you started talking about it, I you said that this made you stop reading, and I immediately said you got you and your friend Julie are both nuts, mm-hmm. and then you guys both uh, railed against me, calling me a hipster and this and that. <laughs> and and I, I will—it's funny because uh, I never wore a pea coat. I never it, my body style does not—I uh, can't fit a pea coat. They're too slim. Um, so just I never having, I never got to wear a pink Never a had d- a beret. I have smoked a clove cigarette, but I've been in the presence of people <laughs> yeah, who that's smoked fun. clove cigarettes. I smoked it weren't for me, but I'll tell you this. I have- surely like ladies who smoked them, and I surely like being in the presence of ladies who smoked <laughs> them. All right. Uh, the smell brings me viscerally. <laughs> makes me, I can go right back to, the, to those days. Okay. Uh and I will tell you that I was probably introduced to Bukowski by one of those people, like in a freshman or sophomore. some, Most likely. Some, some, uh, young girl with black eye makeup and black lipstick and black hair and combat boots and a black skirt and Petrulli oil. And yeah, it was like all oh, Bukowski. And then other guys that I was friends with that also liked her were like Bukowski because you know, we, we heard about it we liked it. Yeah. And, um, I've read almost anything I can get my hands on and I've made it all the way through. And I will tell you, I feel the same way about the character. He is definitely a turd in the punch bowl. There's nothing redeemable, there has to be something. He's a scumbag. Uh, When you say that he gets to go around having sex with anyone he wants to, or that women want to have sex with him, you also have to uh, read into, I mean, clearly he paints a picture They are like the female version of him. Uh, Have you ever seen his picture before? Uh, yeah, dude. Because I, I went into a deep dive. I was like, why do I hate
1: this guy so much? I went on YouTube. There's interviews. There's a famous interview where he's getting interviewed, and he's talking to his current is he wearing wife.
0: Brown slacks.
1: Oh, he's dressed like every um, grammar teacher from 1976. <laughs> like slacks that have the little fold over. Super by the long crotch.
0: torso. Bad like, like neck beard. Disgusting
1: sort of. dress shirt that yeah. you know smells so so bad. Mm. He's doing an interview, and his current wife is with him, and he's talking about how he's going to get his Jew lawyer to kick her out, and he's drinking in this interview, and he eventually lashes out and starts kicking her and hitting her in the interview while he's drunk. And I go, well, it wasn't a stretch for this character, you know what I mean, like at all. So he seems like a bad guy yes, that wrote characters that were bad guys. And I
0: don't think they're... Now, maybe the poems are written well, but this book isn't really particularly written well. I, I would tell you that what, what drew me to it, I guess, once once it was introduced to me, was the fact that, like, there are people out there who are living like this. Yeah, it may not be something that everybody likes to read, and people, people like these stories that go from, like, hey, this guy was nothing, and at the end he became something, or this guy... Uh, didn't know that he possessed this hero quality, and by the end of the book, he's done X, Y, Z, and sure. he, he becomes a hero. And Rocky. this book is everything the uh, other than that. It's like this guy, what, he was nothing, but he, but he's. I don't even like you said. I wouldn't even consider him an anti-hero because he's just a piece of shit. Yeah. And again, there I go. But um, no, clean it he up. he he doesn't try not to be that, and he's just sort of like, I guess. My wife will always say she really likes these coming of age stories. And this Oh, I love them. It's not a coming of age. He doesn't come of age. He no. stays of age. And in fact, he ages and stays in the same mindset of like a loser, I don't know, 30-year-old that yeah. never amounted to anything, except for the fact that he has this this uh this following and this prowess specific to his poetry and his writing. So that is what allows him to live like he lives. And it's like, you, you ever think about when you were in school, Like you'd see a teacher out and you'd be like, wow, that person actually lives outside of the school. They have an existence outside of the school. Right. It's weird to me. right? And you look at, at this and you go, that's how some people live. And it's just that. It's a, It's not a coming of age. It is a day in the life. It is a snapshot into a complete scumbag turd of a human being. Yeah, but it is what it is. So if you set yourself up in that mindset, where and this is where people the, are going to go.
1: Where is the entertainment in that? Or it's it's like I've said before:
0: things have to make me think, or they have to make me laugh. This it was doing neither. So I guess for me, I just go. I understand that is for some people. It's just it's just a looking into somebody's life and I like that whole fly on the wall. That's what I like. Yes, I if like that s-
1: character shows some kind of vulnerability or there's something lur-
0: lurking under the surface. There is nothing lurking under the surface. <laughs> uh, the first book maybe if you started out at the first book, I don't know because it, it deals with him and his father and why he is the way he is. Okay. So, so, so maybe it's like when, like I said, last why do week, I want to my invest wife myself in this though? You know, episode three of band of brothers before any others. And I didn't realize it was a, I could be way out of show. order. That could be a thing, but I'm uh, never going to get through one and two. If this <laughs> is, the, I mean,
1: listen, if this is return of the Jedi. I don't want to see where Chinaski at in empire.
0: I told you I read, um, what's the Cormac McCarthy book, uh, blood Meridian. I told you before I read blood Meridian and I didn't understand it. And then I tried to go back 500 more times and read it and I could not get through it. It's just, too. I tried to. So then I downloaded, I talked about it on the podcast. I downloaded the audio version of it Mm, and I still can't get through it. It's even worse. Yeah, it's worse.
1: Yeah, no, I, I don't know, man. I just, I had to bail. I had to bail on it. And then I started thinking, well, okay, is this guy like, okay, you say, is he like a holding a mirror up to society? And then I started going, Well, I like to come home and have some beers. I'm a little bit like Chanasky, right? And I was like, well, I, I don't know that I've always been kind to all women. Maybe I'm a little so then I start thinking, like, oh my god, do I hate this guy because he's like me? So then I start thinking that I'm a piece of garbage. So it didn't it didn't only just not enjoy it. I started self it. I, well, I'm, I'm saying it's a little bit little bit scary. But there's always in a, in the character you'll see like Oh, okay. Um, he does these horrible things. However, you see that this like this poetry that he's churning out is somehow he's got this weird artistic uh vein in him that 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 does make a good product. I didn't, I couldn't even believe that this character could write anything well. I'm like, this guy, what's this guy gonna write? Because if it's based on the, what I'm reading,
0: not so good. No, this guy's life uh revolves around sex, booze, alcohol, beer. Cigarettes, cigarettes, off-track betting, on-track betting, sleeping in his own filth, and the bar. I think I ran the entire gamut. Maybe going to colleges and reading to uh, co-eds and then doing all those things. And then sleeping with them and right. Then drinking. Right. Maybe that's where he's taken a little you know, a little license. I don't know. Yeah. But I just, you know what, dude? There's been a lot of... Like, if a celebrity is attractive to people... Mm-hmm. I think uh, I was watching, I put it on her Facebook not that long ago. There's a video of Jewel where she goes undercover in a karaoke bar. Yes, yeah, uh, And she sings a Jewel song and she's supposed to be like Karen from accounting or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that they interviewed people in the bar that didn't know she was Jewel. And she was, she was made up to look not attractive, very homely. Mm. Uh, and people were do. still like, it doesn't matter. She's... That's she's sexy. This chick is hot. Like, got it. And they didn't even they. She was in makeup to make her ugly. So what I'm saying is, some people get attracted to or are turned on by just you know somebody's
1: talent. It felt to me like like a 15 year old kid was writing a novel (laughs) and he was like, yeah, dude, if I was like a grown up, I'd just like party and like I was like like do a bunch of chicks, you know, and it felt like. It felt so, uh, I don't want to say unevolved cause that makes it sound like I'm evolved, but yeah, it felt very like juvenile. Like this guy's just gonna, just gonna party and just like, ju- I don't know. I guess I'm missing something, but I, uh, I'm going to not look anymore for it. I'll look somewhere else.
0: When you talk about evolution, um, I consider myself somewhat evolved, but I consider myself somewhat not evolved when it comes to certain mm-hmm. things. Now, my father was a mechanic and, uh, owned a business where he fixed cars he did not pass that on to me, not because he didn't want to. I was just unwilling to listen. and I was a bad student and had no interest. Um, my brother also managed my dad's business um, while my dad was alive and even after my dad was alive and also worked on cars and is definitely more handy than me. I don't know how handy he is, but um, with that, I'm not handy. And I mean, I, 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 I could watch some YouTube videos and I've surprised myself over the years, but my wife likes to lead with telling people that I'm not handy everywhere we go. <laughs> she'll see something somebody did; they'll be like, "Oh, come check out what my husband did," and she'll go in there and go, "Oh, you know, I wish my husband could do that." Right? Like right away, she always does this to me. Yeah. Um. But I did tell her because I'm not a complete idiot that she can't park her brand new car in our garage for a month and a half and not ever start it. I go, "That's just not the battery's going to die because yes, you're not. It's not running." But the battery's eventually going to die, and when you turn the car on, the alternator kicks the battery on and rejuvenates it, and it all those things need to happen. And um, what she'll normally do is she'll be like, "Well, I'll ask the neighbor who's handy. He'll 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 give me his opinion." Which uh, the neighbor who is one of the neighbors who was handy echoed my opinion. She still didn't want to hear it. So the, her new car, which she never drives, was sitting in the garage for a month and a half. She went to start it; it did not start. Mm. I brought her and my son outside and said, here is a jump pack. Let's go through this again because I want you to know how to do it. Not jumping from another car, a jump pack. Yes, okay. a jump pack. The same one my son brought down when I asked him for the shop vac when the floor is like basically <laughs> yes, being pulled. I still flooded. think he thought
1: you said jump back.
0: So um, neither of them wanted to hook on the the red connector because they were afraid that it would make a shocking sound or a, you know, would get, so they were both like, <laughs> oh. So I did it. We started the car. You mean and the positive connector? The positive connector. She read somewhere or in her mind believed that if she drove the car for twenty minutes, uh and then put it back in the garage for a week and a half, that it would still it would have that charge would still hold. And lo and behold, it did not. So we went to take the car yesterday. I might believe
1: that if you told me that twenty minutes
0: is a while. The car was dead. Um, again, so we jumped it again and again. I had to do it because she was like, I don't really, you know, my nails. And then there's the I don't know how to do it. And sure. It's, well, how are you going to do it if something bad happens and you need to do it? Yeah. But you know what? That's a question for That's another, another day. So I called my brother and I said, Hey, if you go to like one of these local, like AutoZone or Napa or one of these places, can they do a test on your battery? And he said, absolutely. And I said, cause now I'm like wondering, even though it's a new car, the battery has been drained all the way down and it's been sitting for so long is the battery no good. And he's like, well, yeah, you could take it and they'll throw a tester on it. So we pull up to one of these places and. And I tell my I'm driving and I, I send my wife, I said, you go inside, you get somebody. I want you to explain to them what the problem is and then have them come out. And, mm. uh, and she's like, well, I'm not opening the hood cause my nails. I go, well, either way they should open up the, they're going to come out with you. They're the, they're the technician. So they know yeah. how to do it. So she comes out and with her is a employee of this business who is a female and I'm already disenchanted. Now, is that wrong of me? Maybe it is. She's carrying a battery tester, and I I pop the hood from the inside. This person, un, you know, lifts the hood, and her nor my wife, who has watched me prop oh the hood God. open five times, can find the prop rod. That is the rod that goes from the hood to the side, the frame of your car that holds the hood open. They're both they're, they can't believe it. Well, you have never seen anything like this before. Wow! So I have to get out of the car, and by the time I get around, they found it out. What what was your reasoning behind making her do it all, anyways? I want her to be able to know what questions to ask if the situation uh, ever arose. Because I'm like, I I here's the thing, she always goes to other people that she believes are smarter than me. So I'm like, well, why ask me? You go ask this person. If you and you should. think
1: by you demonstrating it, she wouldn't soak it. She in. immediately doesn't. She she'll okay. tell me she doesn't. Got
0: She's you. like, oh, I just don't pay attention. <laughs> Even Got though I've you. taken her out there for that. Right. So anyway, this uh, this female employee uh, can't get the red clamp on the battery uh, because it's too tight so I take it out of her hand and I clamp it to the post and then to one of the screws which is also metal as long as it's connecting metal and she says no it can't go like that so she corrects it and takes it off what I did tries to put it on five more times can't get it on then goes back and does what I had already done she turns the machine on and off seven eight nine ten times looking at it pretending like she's pushing i could clearly tell this lady has no idea oh my god and she goes younger "Uh, yeah well no probably in her like mid-30s maybe so she says um i had already turned the car off per her instruction she goes yeah it's reading uh it's reading full zeros so your battery's dead and i go well uh you had me turn my car off so now i hope you have a jump pack because we have no way to get out of here and so I just get in the car and I push the button, the car starts right on, and she goes, That's weird. It showed zero. And I she goes, That she goes <laughs> she goes to Not me, only is
1: it weird, it's impossible. She
0: goes, To me, um she I to her to my wife I could hear, to me, um, that's a very promising sign that the battery's probably still good. So she unclamps <laughs> the stuff. You know, the the two clamps puts them back in the charger and she goes, but um, what I would tell you to do is now drive the car for 20 to, how old is this car? We're like, it's a 2019. Oh yeah. Drive it for 30 minutes and the battery should be at full charge. I'm like, you just said the battery was dead and no good anymore.
1: It's about, you don't know shit years old. Yeah.
0: So she goes, okay, I, I, I'm, I really, I'm at a loss. I really don't know what else to tell you, but I'm pretty encouraged (laughs) by the fact that the battery so you're I'm,
1: extra offending as being the son of a mechanic. This is extra offensive to you.
0: I immediately try to get out of this conversation and drive away with the hood up. I don't care. I need to get away from this person. I'm mm-hmm. seething with anger. I'm so upset. And as we pull out of the parking lot, my wife's like, she she had no idea, right? And I'm like, no, she had no idea. And she goes, I knew the minute I walked out with a female, you were going to be perturbed. And you were just going to get out and connect the battery thing yourself is this but wrong she
1: also had zero faith in this world. she also had zero faith in okay and i could read it all over her face yeah too.
0: yeah so am i a caveman my wife said are you going to tell this story on the podcast or talk about it and i said yes and she said well don't you think it'll make you sound like a chauvinist pig and i said i don't know depends maybe. on who's listening depends on who's judging let's be real people let's be real there are women who are amazing mechanics there are women out there who know more than me about cars. I, I won't deny that. Of course, uh, I won't even I, I I won't even go and say that there's probably more women that know about cars than I know. It's a numbers this game. This woman didn't know
1: anything. Well, yeah, there's there's plenty of men who can teach elementary school and they're good at it. There's plenty of them. But it's it's a numbers game. There's more the cha- you go off the chances, right? If this woman came out to do your battery and she was really good, you'd be like, oh, awesome. Right, it's
0: not the status quo, but awesome. So my thing is, is clearly this lady didn't know what to do. And at some point she should have basically said, let me go inside and get somebody, man and or woman or child, mm-hmm. who knows how to run this machine that's correctly. That's the real troubling part. She let you drive away with She told me my battery was completely dead and mm-hmm. that I was going to need a new battery. Then when I started the car, she said, that's pretty encouraging. You, you should know? have been like, hey, grab it and do like, you know, some weird thing that was
1: shocker and just see if she had that much faith in her answer
0: my point of this whole thing is you are doing more to move the needle backwards to this person for women when you do some stupid shit like this. Yeah. There I go again. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It's like, can't you just go, Hey, look, I thought I knew how to use this machine. I don't, I don't want you to have this thought about women. So I'm going to go inside and I'm going to find a man to come out here. And do this
1: yeah it's like a personal responsibility
0: dude when i was a kid i worked at a gas station when now I was like, hold on real quick if it would have been a boy a man or anything in between on the male side that did that i would have probably said dude you don't know how to do this do you i would have been that forward and been like do you want me to do it for you and But why because you? it was a woman i didn't because i was just like i already know she doesn't know what she's doing this is a moot point point." and even though if the man didn't know i would shame him but because I consider myself a nice person, a good man, I wouldn't mm-hmm. do that to a woman. However, I'll wait till she's not there and I don't name her and I could talk behind her back on a podcast.
1: Well, you didn't do her a service. Because she's gonna do that again. I thought about Someone else. I thought about
0: calling in anonymously and being like, Hey, I know I'm anonymous, but I'm that guy that was there in the uh, twenty nineteen black Yeah. Uh, Rav4 with my wife that you we asked you and you said our battery was zero and then we drove out of the parking lot. I was
1: wearing a black hooded sweatshirt. It
0: was about 1028
1: AM. You should cut out letters from a magazine like a ransom note (laughs) and send it in and just be like, hey, we
0: came in to get our battery charged. Uh, Look, this is what this podcast is about. It's not always about being funny. It's not always about being uh, uh, staying on topic. But what it is about is about being human. And being honest about being human and saying, yeah, is that chauvinistic? Maybe. But I thought I was going out of my way to be a good man and letting this lady run, just go through the paces, even as annoyed as I was. Because I also wanted to show my wife that you should have just listened to me in the first place and we wouldn't have to deal with any of this. And so I held it over her head. for the Some rest people of the day. take out their handkerchief and they put it in a puddle for
1: a woman to step in. Uh, I, I still don't know why she can't walk around the puddle. Mm-hmm. I've never figured that one out, but some people let them hook up a machine to your battery and don't say a word, even though you know they're wrong. Right. But you're both yeah. heroes. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I have think evolved so.
0: though, because I, I think my dad would have immediately been like, well, he knows how to do it himself, but he, he would have been like, nah, we're not having this.
1: Well, that's the opposite. To bring it back to your cuss a lot guy, mm. that's the opposite of that guy has zero uh, self-awareness that what he's doing sounds this way. Like at yeah. least you're going like, well, I know how this could look. So I'll just, it's just the
0: same as people saying, like, I will often tell people, someone will be like, talk about haircuts and they go, Oh, I go to cost cutters or I go to this place. I go, is there a black dude that works there? And they go, no, it's, it's all white females or, you know, whatever. It's all females. And I'll go "Then I don't go there. What do you mean? I don't think it's racist. I only let black people cut my hair. Sorry. That's just how it, how it goes. I don't consider that being racist. you, You get pedicures. I consider that being, you get your feet rubbed only by Asian people. How come Would you let a if you went to a nail salon and some white dude was there and he's like, yeah, pop your foot up here. I'd like a white nah, dude. No, yeah. I wouldn't even let a white dude massage me. Remember? That's what, yeah, be that's a black what I'm saying. Kid. That's what I'm saying. And it was good. So, oh, I, I um, people think what you want to think. And I don't care. I don't care about the repercussions because the, I my experience tells me who's better at what and that I consider not racist. But other people will probably be like it's pretty racist. I don't think it is. I, it's honest. And yeah. it's not hateful. How, though? It's not it's hateful. It's, it's not like, hateful. dude, this... So that's okay, though. My experience with the one black guy that cuts my hair and has been cutting my hair for years is, uh, he goes out of his way to take extra time to be so... Like, it, it takes a long time. But, well, it's also complimentary. So it yeah, may be racist, sure. but it's... Okay, a racist compliment. Maybe not all black people, but this one black guy is really good hair. I just... But I like to... I like to let him be the ambassador for his people because it's a positive thing. So yeah. I just assume... It's like it's like in the office when they're picking uh teams for basketball. And he goes,
1: Okay, me, Jim, Stanley, of course. And he's like, Why, of course. It's like, is that racist? Yeah, kinda, of, but it's also a compliment. Yeah. All, I look know. at
0: it that way. So you know there's no there's no hate in my heart, but there is no. dislike in my heart for, for women that put battery chargers on my chart on my car without knowing how to operate it, pretending they know how to operate it and going through the motions all well knowing they didn't even know that my car was a new car.
1: Mm. a A, speaking of um that massage that we were talking about earlier um i had a listener this week say that they went in the float tank and booked a a massage same person or two different people same guy Mm. but they a dude did is is following these recommendations so i feel like that made me feel good like we're spreading good in the world Mm -hmm. in a time when all i have is snark and, and cynical comments it made me feel good to see that someone was freeing their mind and possibly their body all over.
0: You know as well place. as I do, you're not going to get out of this podcast without clarifying the story about the great one. Oh, and man. He who I speak of is Wayne Gretzky. Uh, you could look at your watch all you want. Yeah, I'm door is that come up. unlocked. I'm to wrap that up next no. week. No, next week we'll button that up for sure. It's a long story. <sighs> Good old number 99 has been besmirched. Uh, you have. I didn't besmirch anyone. You have let it out there uh, and. <laughs> more than <laughs> not even ambiguously like you you've you've pretty much left everybody believing that something terrible has happened you didn't say me hashtag me too so i'm thinking it's something completely different all i say was never meet him and you were going to expound upon that we're not you're not I will. i'll try to, try to, to get, get the to time. that i know you have to go to work to i'll try to get
1: i'll get to that and then i will i forgot to cover the i was going to do a review of the movie the burbs too i'll get the next one next of them
0: all right well i do want to uh i, I did make a note um Myself and uh, on my journey yesterday, that I spent with the wife all day, we went to um, Square Roots and Crown Point for a for lunch. We were going to go to uh, New Ober Falls, however, it, uh, they posted that somebody somebody felt ill. Look at you! I t- just, I'm on vacation. Still, what you want? So just she wanted she wanted a the the blue cheese at ap- an apple hamburger at New Ober Falls, but it was closed due to uh, someone having potential illness, so yeah. they they shut down the shop. So. Um, not that it was a second choice, but we happened to be out in Crown Point at the time, so we went to um, Square Roots, and uh, this is all I mentioned about that. I had a pleasant experience. The great Dave Foreman was their manager extraordinaire. Oh, nice. Uh, had had an opportunity to have some some mask time with him, and uh, I have to say, my my wife ordered for us like always, and she or, she chose the salsa verde, and I. I don't want to swear, but I was going to write a poem. This will be the fifth time, I swear. I was going to write a poem. I ran out of time. I ran out of mental space called Salsa Verde, You A-Hole. Oh, um, I would love to hear that poem. It's it, It'll be forthcoming, but I will tell you, just to give you a little background, <laughs> there's nobody, just like the second half of Full Metal Jacket, nobody Nobody likes Salsa Verde. Nobody. Come on. I do Like Joe Biden said, come on. I mean, I mean, come on! I mean, come on, dude! Salsa verde for real? Um, I never
1: prefer it over any other kind of salsa you have. Pretty much, yeah. I will eat it, of course. No, because I like. Oh no, I'll eat it. But like, you know, when they bring you out like a couple of things of salsa, Mm -hmm. you have like the red stuff, you have the the dark red stuff that's hot. hot. Right. Nobody ever goes for salsa, or if you do, it's like, what do you? Yeah,
0: who chooses salsa verde? I, I think. This is like the door lock test. If you've ever seen the movie A Bronx Tale, uh, Chaz Palminteri tells uh, the collodial character, hey, before you, uh, if you want to know if this girl is worthwhile, uh, you get out of the car. You let her in the car. You lock your door. And if she doesn't reach over and physically, now this is a different time. We're oh, going to have automatic man. door locks. If she doesn't reach over and pull your door lock up, leave her right there. Walk away from her. She's no good. And I feel like we could upgrade that test in 2020 to the Salsa Verde test. If you take a woman on a date and you ask her to order and she orders Salsa Verde, excuse yourself to go to the bathroom, climb out the window. That's a good point. And kick rocks. Get out of Dodge. Nobody chooses Salsa Verde.
1: Dude, you're making me so sad right now. I started that HelloFresh. What's that? That thing where like... Um, they send you a box when the ingredients are already there, uh-huh. you got to chop them up and they give you directions and they give you the food and Disposable you cook, income. right? Oh dude, it's, out. no, it's actually, I'm saving, it's, I'm sort of saving money. It's amazing. Okay.
0: Nah, <laughs> I'd like to see the math on this for real. Well, People I
1: say that. But... I normally buy a bunch of food for the whole family and then like half of it doesn't get eaten and then my kids eat macaroni. Mm-hmm. Now I don't buy food for the adults in the house. I pretty much don't buy food for us. We just eat this stuff. So anyways, You're making me so sad because what they're sending me this week, I didn't, if you don't get in and pick your thing in time, they send you like whatever they think you'd like Mm -hmm. this week's offerings that'll be coming Sunday. Salsa Verde enchiladas. You said Salsa Verde and I go, that sounds so familiar. And I pulled it up, dude. I don't know. Should I just throw the box away?
0: Yeah. I mean, why? Why? Well, I think, well, here's the thing. I don't think Salsa Verde. It's the one thing Mexicans went wrong with. No, they're terrible at dessert. Have you ever had their dessert? What is it, flan?
1: I mean, flan's okay, dude, but...
0: What other dessert do they have? They candy? just take How about this, candy? I don't know if I've ever had Mexican
1: yeah, candy. Yeah, uh, a, a skull made out of sugar? No thanks.
0: Well, whatever.
1: Dude, man. Mexicans have the best food. Uh, they have the best, six of the
0: best food items. And I hate that that sounded
1: racist when I say it, but I literally mean people from Mexico. Like if you said Canadians, you know what I mean? Uh... They have the best food. I could eat tacos every
0: single day. So they have but one never food item eat... that's the best. No, no, no. All of it. I agree with you. I'm just saying. No, just it. rearrange it in different forms like we've said Dude, before. But it's no. all good. It's all good.
1: Um, but I've never ever ordered any Mexican dessert. Cause it's all here's what they do. They do the same thing with their food that they do with their dessert. They, fry they go, it. they go, let's make you know, they fry it and they go. Uh, do you like uh, ice cream? You go, yeah, I love ice cream. That's a good dessert. And they go, here, put some, uh, put some chili and some lime on it and some salt. And I go, no, no, no. no I had that for my entire food was co- all my dinner was covered in that. And they go, no, no, no. You want ice cream? Here, put some chili and some lime and oh, limon and limon and some salt. And you go, no, I just the appetizers. What about mango? Yeah, mango is fine, oh. but you gotta put chili and salt on it because the appetizers have chile and salt and everything mm-hmm. and then your meal comes same thing and dessert comes and nobody i don't know why this culture doesn't go like hey how about the third thing we eat less salt um chile and lime
0: i would say that mexican food is great until white people get in control of it and like i told you my experience at the, the last taco joint i was at when you put ahi tuna in a taco that's that's foreign to the taco and it's not good it's you never gonna it be though. good no i did not i like steak taco tuna. i hated that thing Really? I hated it. Thought I loathed it. I thought you said you loved it. No. Do I need to write a poem?
1: First, I want to hear the Salsa Verde <laughs> one. But I will say this last thing on Salsa Verde. I think it's good in the food. You put it in the food, it's good. But just by itself, like chips? Nah, dude.
0: Miss well, that's like, that. like, that's like dogs and medicine. If they don't know it's there, you know, who knows? It's, if I know it's there, I'm already going to not be I'm saying it know. doesn't stand alone. Mm-hmm. I'm saying red salsa,
1: any other form of weird salsa stands alone. You put a chip in it, you eat it, good. Salsa Verde, It's like a condiment, not an ingredient. Name. An ingredient, not a condiment. Something like that. Something like that. Wait, Slime. I'm going to take pictures of these enchiladas, though. And if they're good, well, I guess we'll be proved wrong.
0: That is episode 265 of the Hey My Man podcast. We will see you next time. Later.